Welcome back, everyone. This is the Flowtrack Podcast on a Monday morning. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. Our email address is flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Like and subscribe to the Flowtrack Podcast YouTube page. This is our one and only episode for this week. It's the holidays. We're back from NCAAs. Travel took way longer than it should have. I'm not going to bore people with the details. But let's just say it took us two days to get where? Like, what would have been a 90-minute flight, 75-minute flight? It took us two days to get back. But we're back. How are you doing, Gordon? I'm doing great. Today is a great Monday. I'm wearing flannel with a blue shirt. Mm. But if you look closely, bam, <laughs> World Cup season, baby. It's a soccer ball. It's a soccer ball. For those ball. of you who aren't watching, you have to say what it is. You can't say bam. No one knows what that is. World Cup starts for the U.S. in what, 40 minutes? 43 minutes. We could do some live reaction to the U.S. Well, actually, we don't have a TV in here, so we are not going to do a live reaction. We might end the show before the game starts, actually. That's the goal, technically. We'll see, we'll we'll see, see. what we do. But USA is playing Wales. Mm-hmm. Did some little track and field research. If you listen to the bonus pod, which you guys should subscribe, bonus pod, we did a track and field World Cup mm-hmm. mashup. Who would win if it was a track meet instead of a, a World Cup? Uh, but... We have our first matchup, Wales versus U.S. Mm-hmm. You know last time Wales versus U.S. faced off in track and field? Matt Senschwitz versus Jake Hayward. Yes, at the track meet in 2021. You sure that's the last time you looked for, through every Welsh athlete? I don't no. know that's true. No, I just looked for a notable Welsh athlete yeah. who got second and lost to an American. And this was the result, which wasn't that long ago. Everyone remembers this race. This was Centro's like coming out, like coming off an injury, like looking good. We're like, oh, Centro's back. Mm-hmm. Got the whole Centro versus Cole Hawker vibe going. This was like that moment where you're like, oh, Centro's legit. But he get, he wins that race in 333 over Jake Hayward in 334. Yeah. Are we going to see a similar tactic in this men's World Cup that we saw in this random 1500 in Irvine, California? Well, I'll say this. I saw England just crush it this morning. Against Iran, yeah. And that kind of tracks with – although a lot of the best milers are Scottish, not English – but that just tracks with – and Keely Hodgkinson, right? Keely Hodgkinson is uh, from England. That tracks with their level of dominance. I don't know if Wales is going to be up to the task. I'm, I'm predicting 1-0. That's my prediction. It's going to be closer than the U.S. would like, but they'll prevail. Is Mark Scott English? I think he's Scottish. <gasps> is he? Are you sure? We should know that. Because um, if he's English, he got third in this race. So this is a good omen for USA because Centro beat Hayward and Scott, you know. It's looking good for our week of soccer coming up, mm. but we'll see. Um, jeez, it's hard. If, it's hard. Someone to, will know. Someone will know. I guess I'll go back. I'll have to go back and look. I, I, the way I did it before is I would look at Commonwealth Games results yeah. and see if they were with Scotland, Wales. He's or, British. He's British. So look know, at that. That doesn't help. We need to know if they're Scottish, English, or Welsh. Oh, sorry. British doesn't help. British doesn't help. Britain is not. In I the don't World know Cup. the rules. I am. England is in the World Cup. Uh, <laughs> Wales is in the World Cup. This podcast is getting off to a great start. This, right. Yeah, it's off to a great We're going to let you. I'm, I'm running the podcast. You're gonna, I'm going to let you take so, over. Oh, hold on. Update. The chat. From David. Scott is English. Scott's English. Okay. So, boom. He beats. Centro is, could be like our. Leading the group. He should like, yeah. He Leading should be the, the captain. Anyway, today's podcast, you do not know the rundown. I did not tell you anything. Clearly, you didn't because I started off with this random England versus Wales versus US. Yeah. 1500s. Uh, but you don't know the rundown. I mm-hmm. picked the stories. Uh, as you, if you look into the podcast headline, we are going to be talking about 
uh, winners and losers from NCAAs, some last-minute thoughts on the meet that went down on Saturday. We did do a immediate reaction podcast yeah. Saturday, so if you want that breakdown, it's it's fun. We're freezing cold in a random media room, but check that out. But we're going to add a little more flavor to our reactions, and then also we're going to give our 2023 picks. Because, you know, funny story here. I met up. We were in the airport. You are with me, so you're part of the story. You just You just didn't engage in it. Just, we're this talking to, two days ago? Two days ago in the oh. airport. We're talking to two of the coaches. Oh, yeah. And I immediately, before like the ink is dry on who won, I was like, all right, so here's, here's who I think is going to win yeah, next yeah. year. And, and they're, they're like, Gordon, can't we just like enjoy, enjoy this? this? I was yeah. like, no, I want to talk about next year already. Okay. Before we even got on the plane to leave home, I was already talking about next year. But that's mm-hmm. just sports. You always want to talk about next year. Sure, sure. So uh, Judson asked before we start, can you do a podcast on who's not in the World Cup? I think we do that. Just like list... Like Scotland, yeah, not in the World Cup. Italy, Italy, not in the Oof. World Cup. And Barry goes home devastated. That's all I got. <laughs> Is Canada in the World Cup? Yeah, Canada did well in qualifying. No, no, he's not. Uh, Is Costa Rica in the World Cup? I, I think the U.S. teams are, or the Concacaf teams are okay. Mexico, U.S. Yeah, Costa Rica is the fourth one. Right? Okay, yeah. cool. Anyway, so we're gonna do a rundown that you don't know. You're gonna to have to react to the stories I show you, and we start with some. We're gonna start with some track stories before we get into cross country analysis. Sure, sure, let's do it. So, news happened over the weekend. Garrett Scantlin, uh, one of the best decathletes not only in the U.S. but in the world, was banned for three years mm-hmm. due to manipulating an email. Have you ever tried to manipulate an email? No, didn't this already come out? But we didn't know the length of the suspension. Correct. Right, because it was four, got down to three. Yeah, it was a l- late scratch, right? Wasn't on the entry list, and then we knew something was up, and then you find out later on that there is a suspension. They, AIU, is really serious about like the manipulation portion yeah. of it. Not to say that if you have whereabouts failures and you are upfront about it, that you're going to get a pass, but we've seen several times now additional years get tacked on, or at least um, the you know less leniency being shown for manipulating information um, on there. So the quote, I can read it here. Go for it. If I could, yeah. Yes. Um, This is NBC Olympic talk. Just such an unfortunate situation. I worked so hard to get in the position that I was in, but one mistake alters the whole culture of my career. I own it, take responsibility, no matter how harsh the consequences may seem for a clean athlete. Now I'm going to start training youth and keep building my coaching resume while I take care of my body for a possible, all caps, return in 2025. But for now, I'm just trying to move on and be happy with what I've accomplished so far in my life, knowing that I still have so much left to go. Again, that was to NBC. Yeah. It's a bummer because especially when it comes down to like, it's not even positive tests. It's whereabout failures. It's the communication. It's, ooh, crap. I need to lie about why I missed this one test. And maybe you're lying because you just don't want the whereabouts failure, not because you're actually doping. And that's why it's like sometimes... Mm -hmm. This we get through this whole thing. I mean, the whole like Brianna Rollins with the whole like I was at the she was at the White House during a whereabouts failure, right? Wasn't she? The first time around. First time. First yeah. time. Yeah. And it's just like all these unique yeah. things happen here and there, and it's just it's a bummer that this is how potentially his career could come to an end. I mean, he did say possible twenty twenty five, but yeah, you know. three years at this stage of career is devastating. It's a long time, obviously. But I think if there's one thing being made clear from this era of anti-doping enforcement it's that whereabouts failures are taken incredibly seriously because we've seen more of that than just positive tests which makes sense that you'd see more of that than 
than positive tests because the reason why you need to have a whereabouts situation or whereabouts system in place is so that people are present for the tests. But I don't know if we're going to keep up with this pace. We've obviously seen a lot of positive tests come in too, just especially on the road side of things, particularly in Kenya, uh, over the past what four to six weeks. But it just the cost benefit analysis um, is is getting pretty clear here. Um, I mean, he, he owns up to it, right? And he's also very clear out about what's what comes next. It's like you're out for three years. That's going to set you way back, and yeah, you're competing in a sport like track and field where it's hard enough to make a living. It's it's difficult to go three years without being able to to make a living while also staying in good enough shape so that way you can have a can have a comeback. So, so we also have this other weird story. I'm mm-hmm. sure you, I'm not sure if you saw this, but a bunch of Nigerian athletes are facing long this, yeah. imprisonment over a Yahoo Yahoo. What what that means? I had to do some research and digging in, but basically they were scamming, uh, allegedly mm-hmm. uh, scamming uh, people on the internet for like fake charities, fake uh, fundraisers type things. And that these, you know, Nigerian athletes are caught up in it, in this whole scheme. And they got caught. Um, I'm not sure. They say it's like up to like 20 years in prison, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is insane. Um, they, the, the you know the allegations they knowingly engaged in this type of fraudulent activity online and if you're knowingly doing it then that makes it a lot worse than if you're not unknowingly do it but i i mean it's interesting one because they're track and field athlete but raymond akevo i say his last name akvewo akvewo you know he was really good he ran for transferred to florida as part of the, was he on the florida's yeah mca the, winning yeah. four by one yeah great nigerian athlete so it's kind of a bummer hopefully we'll see what happens if it's you know Obviously, it's just allegations right now. Nothing is final, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. Well, the, I saw this story, and the article I read was short on details. It was more just like, "This is what the law is. This is what they're accused of doing." But it yeah. didn't get into the the details, so I'm definitely going to need to read more on that one. But yeah, very serious charges, and also interesting that they all had track and field. I mean, I'm sure there's other people that were involved that weren't involved in track and field, but what do you say, five? Yeah, yeah, five athletes with connections to you know competed at big time schools um all involved in this stuff not good not good not good would people manipulate yeah people manip- manipulating whereabouts failures of people manipulating fundraisers and yeah online scams just stay off the internet don't yeah. just use snail mail and you'll be good yeah that's that's the lesson i'm learning if you're a track and field athlete don't log on yeah Stay away. Yeah. Um, Thomas says, yeah, 2019, 37, 97, 4x1 um, for a Quavo. So, and someone in chat says hey, he had a deal currently with Nike. So that's tough. And we'll see We'll see what else comes from this. I mean, I have a hard – I'm sure there's, like I said, other people involved. So when you look at um, the amount of prison time, sometimes that's not exactly indicative of what they'll actually get, especially if there's – other information that could be provided, but that is that. Yeah, that's not a story that you expect to see like, in the track and field section. Yeah, that's the, of new, the that's a new square on the bingo card. Yeah, that's like wait, what? Whereabouts yeah. failures is in the middle. That's like the free spot that's that everyone pass. clicks on all the time. Yeah, but this one, this is like this is like oh seventy five. Yeah, this is like down in the corner. Did not did, did not, not expect Nazi to get that coming. One. So again, I I want to wait and get a little more info on exactly what what is alleged. But yeah, that was an attention grabber for sure. All right, talk a little bit about some cross country. So I want to take this moment because 
as you know, NAU when they won, they won their sixth title in seven years. Yeah, they won three in a row, then got second, and then won three in a row. Now you might think like that's we haven't seen that before. We actually have seen it before. It's similar, UTEP did it, I believe. So they tied UTEP for getting six out the of men, seven. Yeah. The men. Yeah. But something else happened this past weekend. My alma mater, Johns Hopkins University, the women, they won their eighth title in 10 years. Wow. Technically 11, but one of the years was a COVID year, so there was no race. With one of the losses being by one point, <laughs> and then the other loss was a fourth place finish. They went, they, they did a three-peat, then fourth. Then a two p, oh wow, and a you second, got stats, and, and then a and then a three p again. You typed this into a, eight for ten a Microsoft Word. You were that serious about it. Eight for ten. Congrats to them. I mean, it's that's impressive. Yeah, eight out of ten. That's that's dominance. Uh, if you know anything about D three, women's cross, it's Johns Hopkins. You know, of of, of late, especially. Too. Think about this. There was probably a freshman on this year's team mm-hmm. who was like seven. When this started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they even had never even ran a mile yet. There's people who had yet to run a mile in 2012 yeah. who were winning the national title under Bobby Van Allen in 2022. You got a lot of dynasties, though, like in D2, D3. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, like Western State and Alamosa or um, North Central. Adam State. Adam State. Yeah, North Central and D3. North Central, yep. Yeah. So, but, dude, eight out of 10, it's pretty good. You're a happy alum today. I'm very happy. I thought you'd be wearing Johns Hopkins gear. And not... I'm wearing blue. Okay. Um, this is USA. Yeah. You know, and then soccer. I have Wait, a lot, lot going on. They're the... And this is Lumberjacks. This is NAU, too. So. You didn't go to NAU. They're the engineers? Don't they are? The Johns Hopkins engineers? Johns Hopkins engineers? That's yeah. Lehigh University. Oh. Used to be engineers. No, it's the Johns Hopkins Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Go Hop. Go Hop. Yeah, Hopkins. Oh, Johns Hopkins. In Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland. Some say greatest city in America, according to the benches all over the really? parks. Oh, yeah. nice, the, nice. Bar- the, the benches in Baltimore all have the phrase greatest city in America. So not like GOAT, but greatest G-C-I-A. It's great. It is a great That city. acronym needs to catch on. Good old Baltimore. So yeah, so Johns Hopkins goes eight for 10, Yeah, which is very impressive. You could never do that in no, your life. No, But Johns Hopkins did. So I just want everyone to know I'm very proud of my alum. And you though going six for seven. Gonna donate extra money this month. <laughs> they do get. They do find a way to. They, oh yeah. They 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 send the emails. They get the calls. So and you go six for seven. And I was looking at this six for seven. That's a eight fifty seven win rate, right? And I was looking into the roster. Eight fifty seven. How many wins. athletes do you think were on the NCAA teams for NAU during this run? Say it again. Now, what's the question? How many runners, individual runners, were on an NAU squad that was part of this seven year run? Oh, total. So the max could be what forty nine, right? Yeah, but but those repeats, yeah. twenty eight. There's nineteen. Okay. Okay. And you know what I did last night? I ranked them. Oh, okay. We'll I that. ranked the NAU dynasty athletes, and I want you oh, wow. to give your thoughts on my rankings. Jeez. So if you scroll down, Colt, to the bottom, and we'll bring up yeah, we'll bring up the first one. So first of all, I'm going to show you the rankings we have. From 11 to 19 of my NAU dynasty rankings. All right. And I don't know what your thoughts are. And uh, if you can, you know, put some memories in your going back to 2016 days. Yeah, when yeah, we're, yeah. So let's start with the 11 through 19. <laughs> the last one is Colin Salmon. He's his only he one. He just started. He just started. So, yeah. so and he, he didn't do too well. But uh, he's 19. Theo Quacks, who's like notorious 
he's like a great team leader, but he just hasn't really been involved much with scoring. 18. Yeah. Ryan Raff. Now I feel bad ranking Too him 17. Low. Gotta bump him up. I do, bump but him like up. he's got four rings. He has the vibe, but he's not scoring. He doesn't score. Doesn't matter. Four rings. But he's 17. I can count to four. Yeah, Corey. Gl- I can count to four. I put Corey Glines and Nathan White's 15, 16. They were part of that 2016 squad. Um, Andy Chuard, NCAA champion, 3K. Yeah, he could have been higher, but. He wasn't really a good cross country guy. He would always finish well, in like the 30s to he, 40s. He was an important piece in that first one, if yeah. I'm remembering right. Yeah. I mean, everyone's important because all. Well, I mean, he matter. scored in the 30s. So. Yeah. And then another Myler, Beamish. So Beamish, I do a run of Myler. So Chuard, Beamish, and George Kush are my 12, 13, and 14. And then Santiago Prosser. I mean, he had a. Mm, I mean. Already? He, they don't win if he's not there. Okay, so is this value? There's value. There's, yeah, value. So, okay, so the rankings are 11 Prosser, then Kusha, Beamish, Truard, Whites, Blinds, Raff, Quax, and Salmon. That's my 11 through 19. Okay. I mean, I would put Prosser lower, lower and probably Beamish and Truard higher, even though Prosser ran. Beamish, though, better. 2019. Yeah, it didn't go well. That matters. Do they do they get docked? Like, if you're on 2019, do you get docked because you're the one team that didn't win? Well, if you're on 2019 and you didn't run as well, you get docked. Okay. All right, I could see that. Okay. So then 6 to 10? 6 to 10. Or 10, so, 10 countdown? Yeah, so 10th, I have Blaze Farrow. Okay. Uh, he was a big part of that 2017 and, uh, and 18 team. Sure. Uh, and also the 2020 team, which was dominating. He like had a, they were part of that big four. Grijalva's 9th. Brody Hasty 8th. Now, he doesn't have any sexy top 20 performances, but he has a lot of great top 40 performances, and he scores well. And then Drew Bosley, seven, and Lopez, not Lopez, Peter Lemong, six. Peter what are your Long, thoughts on these rankings? I mean, Peter Lemong was always clutch. I like that one. Bosley, I think if they win in 2019, his stock would get even higher yeah. because he, he, was good freshman. he held down the floor yeah. as a freshman. But what he did on Saturday really set the table. Hasty, I think. Might should be higher? Maybe a little bit higher, but everybody else. It's hard. It's, it's so good, but that's a well-earned eighth. I gave somebody the moniker of big race and then the, that person's name started with a B this year. If I go back and do it again, I think that should have gone to big race Brody. Cause you look at his whole big career. Race Brody. It is. Yeah. He's, he's clutch. It's right on your nose this whole time. You're talking about a guy who, you know, highly touted high school career comes into this juggernaut program and just plugs away and plugs away and can always count on him when it matters. Um, yeah. Big race Brody. I think I think that I think he's it. new, and yeah. maybe he'll come back next year. Yeah, he does have a fifth year. Yeah, big race Brody. So, so that so six Lamong, seven Bosley, eight Hasty, nine Grijalva, and ten Farrow. Grijalva probably would have been higher if he ran well in twenty nineteen, but yeah. still top yeah. ten. It's pretty good. All right, my top five. Number five, Abdihamid Nur. Four, mm-hmm. Tyler Day. Three, Putsam Zina Salazi. Two, yeah. Matt Baxter, and then one, Nico Young. So Nico's got three. Let me just run through these real quickly, right? Baxter had three. Is that correct? Yes. Zanisalasi had one. One, but it was his fifth year. But but he was top three individually all was, the other years. He was an absolute star. Yeah. yeah. Day, Day has three. Three. Nur. Three. Nur had three. No, two. Two. Nur has two. I just feel like. 
Young already, has the highest finish. And we've already had – it's just so weird how time flies. We've already had three years of Nico Young and then yeah. Blake Cross. Like that's, that's crazy to think about because Baxter is just a rock yep. out there all the time. Same thing with Day. So are his finish – are Nico's finishes better than Footsom's when you add all three? So up? I did some analytics. Okay. Yeah. So uh, – Analytics is math for Gordon. So if you do if you any finish, sort of basic computation, so I took for Gordon, I, I did analytics. team score only results, so not yeah yeah. So team fine. score only results. So if you score one point, you get two hundred and seventeen points. If you score two points, you get two hundred and sixteen. <laughs> score three, okay. So I've added value. So Nico oh. Young has averaged two hundred and thirteen points point three two thirteen point okay. three in his three races. Yeah, Baxter has averaged two ten point three. Blitzum oh, wow. has averaged 210 over four, though. Over four championships. Gotcha. So, because his fresh, because four championship meets, that's four titles. Blitzum's yeah. freshman year, he was like 20th or something like that. Okay. So that brings his average down. But yeah, they're all in the, we've all in the so top very five close. type thing. So yeah. Nico makes it by just a couple, but he's got another year to, to make, make the average even higher. Yeah. No, I think I might be right. I just, yeah, it just in my head, it's just Baxter and Day and Zenisalasi are just the guys who were, you know. But Young the is three for three there. right now and is finishing like top ten every time. Yeah, a hundred percent. And obviously they needed And he's gonna win again. They might win again. Or... Well you talk about replacement level stuff too. They obviously needed they don't win without yeah. Nico Young. They needed everybody, but particularly Nico Young, the number one guy. Yeah. He drops back a couple spots. There's only been a couple of years where they didn't win with they could take someone out and still win. But most lately it's they needed all five. Like sure, they haven't but, had a good six. Sure, lately. but there's some of those years when Day could have scored ten more points and they would have been fine. Yeah, like Nico, Nico needed to get every single place that he got. Nuren five. Yeah, I'm. I think this is fine. I guess my only qualms would be eleven to nineteen, but those guys are probably all very close together. I might put, I might put Bosley over Lamont, but you'd have to tell me the numbers on Bosley v Lamont. Yeah, Bosley is probably might should be over. Lamong, but Lamong's 2017 like top 10 finish, no one saw coming. Yeah. You're just like, God damn, like, you know, pulling a rabbit out of your hat type run. You know, it was like Prosser on steroids. It's just like, not only is he top, not top 20, but top 10. Like, mm-hmm. no one had Lamong top 10. He yeah. was going to be like 50th. Yeah. And so, so Hasty's results 25th, 39th. I'm going backwards in time, 44th. 46th. And then, yeah. So, got three titles there, too. Underrated. Underrated. So, that's my that's official uh, I like that. dynasty rankings of the NAU men. I like it. Um, it's, it's impressive. It, it shows you how good the current group is. Because then you go back to that list one more time, Colt, if you could. Sorry. So, you have. A guy you think 11, 12 scoring from this year's team. And then you have two in the top 10 and then – or two from five, six to 10, and then one in the top five, which yeah. is Nico Young. Yeah. Makes sense. It was cool to see all the alums there as yeah. well. It's because you have the Day, Day and Baxter were there. Then you have Grijalva and Nerd there. You just see the next yeah. generation. And then now it's going to be Nico and Drew. They always have like a pair, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Cool. I mean, I just – Obviously, all of them ran out of their mind. I just was imp- I was just impressed with Bosley being able to. Yeah, I think yeah. because because if you run that race, if you're watching that race and you see Nico up front and Bosley's farther back, 
even if he's running really well in 10 or 15, you just feel different about their chances. But when they have two of the top three, just, wow. That's his like, statement early on. Like, by 2K, everybody's like, oh, this is 2017 already. All, all, all over again. So, All right, so now let's talk about this meet one last time. This is the final time we can talk about the 2022 NCAA championships. Kevin, obviously the winner was Caitlin Tui in NC State and Charles Hicks in NAU because mm-hmm. they actually won the race. But who's the real winner? <laughs> the friends you know, who the, made the, along the, the, the way. The, the real winner, let's start the women's side. Who are the real winners on the women's side? Obviously taking out Caitlin Tui and NC State because they actually won the race. So other winners? Other winners, yeah. Um, I mean, I thought Alabama fared really well. Not to overlook New Mexico, but we expected that from New Mexico. They're just a well-oiled machine at this point. They've won their conference, what, 15, 16 years in a row, and that's not an easy conference to win. But I just went impressed by Alabama, especially Hilda Momoy, uh, Ola Momoy, who is going to be one of the top returners coming back. Well, I guess everybody's underclassmen technically, but – um, in her first D1 championship, she gets sixth and yeah. leads the Crimson Tide. I think she's got a really bright future. Not a lot of people knew about her coming in because she was uh, a JUCO transfer. And then, again, you don't know how many people are going to stay for, for Alabama, but when you have four in the top 16, only one of those for sure is gone in Mercy Chalangat. Um, their future looks real bright. So that's, that's one, one team and one name. That jumped out to me. Hilda Olamomoy in Alabama. So one team that was a winner in my book was the North Carolina women. North Carolina women, they yeah. finished fifth, uh, 200 and what, 50? 242. Two, 242 points. Now, it was a distance fifth. They weren't close to podiuming. But you look at their roster, it is. So, Cole, if you just click on North Carolina on the thing, look at that roster. They were led by six sophomores. And one freshman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Six sophomores and one freshman. Uh, Kelsey Harrington was their top stick, scoring 15 points. Bryn Brown, we remember her from her great high school days, still finished almost All-American, two slots out for All-American. But I look at this roster, Taryn Parks, she was their seventh runner. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, Taryn Parks, she was one of their better runs last year. Dude, they have a lot of depth. They're all young. Chris Miltenberg has done a great job at getting these women, this program from not qualifying to now having a good group of young core athletes that, you know, they are going to be potentially maybe in line to win the 2024 title. Like, they're going to be a podium. 2024? So yeah. we're skipping 2023? Yeah. Okay. Because NC State's so winning Just want to make sure. So we're going to the way, way, way too well, early I predictions. Mean, there's no way you can say this team is going to beat NC State next year. Come on, let's just be real. Yeah. Uh, but you look at this, all sophomores – they're going to have a good run. They're probably going to be in podium contention. Maybe they get their first podium next year. And then the year after that, they're going to return everyone and be like, hey, watch out. This is yeah. going to be the year they can win. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Sorensen leading up the women's team over there. You said I mean, him and Milt. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Just want to make sure. Program-wise. Give you, him a shout-out. Yeah. But Milt brought on Dylan. and yeah, yeah. To your point, though, the recruiting has been really good. Yeah. You know, getting a lot of big name high school athletes yeah. to to go down to Chapel Hill. They had an interesting race too, and I know you look at the splits sometimes, and it's deceiving because there's such a huge pack. And like, oh man, they move from ninth all the way up to third, and it can just be a matter of your pack like made up just you know a couple meters. Yeah. But, but there were so many people in that spot. But they were way up in third. 
at the, at the, the split right before 3K, the 2.83K split. Classic which split. Which is a crucial split. And then they and then they went back, and then they were in uh, at the 4K split. They slid back to 6th, and then before 5K, they were still in 6th. So you're thinking, okay, are they just going to keep moving back? But they, they held their own against some really solid teams. Teams you thought could podium in NAU and Notre Dame. You thought they had podium hopes and – um, North Carolina worked their way in. So I thought that was good. I said this on Saturday, but I'll say it again. This was true for the individual race, men's and women's, but team race at the top, NC State and everybody else. But just plans really won on Saturday. That was a big winner. Like having a very, very structured, detailed, confident race plan, I think won out in the end because uh, we saw individually how that worked out with Tui letting Valby go and then and then closing. But um, yeah, I... I I think I think NC State or sorry I think uh, North Carolina is a good pick too for kind of an under the radar winner. Should we go to the men's side? No, I got another winner. Okay. Okay. Say you're an athlete, you're a female athlete, and you finish 172nd in your first NCAA championships, and then you're like, all right, it's just the first one, I'll be fine. The next one, you finish 131st. Mm-hmm. So you improve, but you're still like, you're not there. And then the next one. You're injured. You don't even get to go. Mm. So you're like back-to-back 100 place plus finish. Then you're injured. And then your senior year, you finish 29th. Mm. And you're one of the main reasons your team wins the title. That is Nevada Marino. She had an incredible run that I don't even, like, no one saw this coming. I mean, obviously they had so much depth that they were interchangeable. So mm. this is why NC State was so good. It's because... You could get this performance, and it makes up for someone else not being as good. But for her in her final NCAA championship, where she had no experience of being a top 30 type runner, she runs top 30, which ultimately was the the main – I mean, obviously every point matters, especially your top two. But mm-hmm. seeing Nevada Marino score in the 30s or I guess 20s. In, the, in the 20s 24. was yeah. – uh, I thought the biggest winner of the winner. Mm-hmm. They were the winners, but she was the winner of the winner. Winner of the winners. Winner of the winners. Very good. Should we talk about the men's side? Yeah, let's talk about the men's side. Oh, we'll, we'll, oh, we'll do losers after. We'll do winners first and then losers. Um, so the men's side, Wake Forest, I thought sneaking in there to get fifth, but not really sneaking there because you tapped them early on yeah. of, hey, this is a sleeper-type team. They were nine points back of Stanford. I thought that was really impressive run for them. Um, talk about journeys. You talked about it on the women's side of things. Isai Rodriguez has had a really long and eventful journey out in, out in Stillwater. And I know they came up a point short, but for him to like finish eighth after all the injuries, the car accident, everything he's been through, you, you have all the expectations on you after what he did that, that first year out in Madison and being in the mix in that race and surprising us all. I thought we don't give enough credit sometimes to just, the like really solid performance for your team when they need it most. And I thought that's what, that's what he delivered on Saturday. Ultimately it wasn't quite enough just because NAU ran the perfect race, but I guess team wise, I'd say Wake Forest individually. Um, Rod- Rodriguez and Masawi of Oklahoma state too, man. 12th place freshman. Masawi, he's a redshirt freshman. Okay. But it says freshman by his name. I'm going to give him credit. Who's Got the, tw- who's finished the, 12th. Who's the top true freshman? Top true freshman. Now it's rolling, tough to figure rolling, out. Tough to figure rolling. out eligibility these days. I know, right? Top two freshman. Still going. Still going. 
Wow. You Wait, go, where is the You got to go way from? down there. We're still scrolling. I'm at I, the 58. I think Masawi gets it even though he's no, in a red shirt. No, he gets the, it honorary. Oh, yeah, Isaiah Sturry. Oh, Isaiah Sturry, yep. Is he a true freshman, though? Let's double check. I remember him in high school. Notre Dame freshman. He finished 63rd. Yeah, he's a true freshman. So, that's kind of wild. Only the, the, the top true freshman was 63rd. But, this, but isn't that the result of... COVID stuff and everybody having extra years of eligibility and that's going to push people down a little no, bit farther. No, I mean, we still had, you know, we, like what someone was a true freshman, finished top 20, Grant Fisher, you have Ben Sorrell. You have a bunch of people who have, Chez, mm-hmm. you have a bunch of people who there might always be like one person. Drew Bosley was good as a true freshman. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Nico Young. Typically, we do at least get one top 20 or top 25 guy, but this year we had no one even in the top 50. Yeah. So it's a unique year. And we thought Colin Salmon was going to be that person. Yeah. Clearly the 10K is a little much for him right now, early on in his career. But if what do you think the money was with Isaiah Stewry being Well, you would have said Salmon yeah. at the beginning of the year. Like, but Stewry like plus fifteen hundred. Stewry was a no, he's a big name guy in high school. I remember hearing yeah. his name in, in, in high school. So that's not that's not terribly surprising. A lot of times the biggest deal high school runner their freshman year isn't necessarily going to be the, the best in college right away. Um, or people get better in the off season. So, yeah. Um, I guess, I, do I have any other... I mean, I talked about Bosley ad nauseum. I thought it was just, again, a clutch run for him to to deliver and get third and go up there and help out Nico Young. And and they needed it. <laughs> they needed it. I mean, he, and he held on there in the end. If he, if he slows down by three more seconds and Dylan Jacobs and Alex Mayer pass him, we're talking about an Oklahoma State title gordon's not ranking the best nau i still rank it cross-country athletes of all time you'd say man they got close like they they got second that's that's crazy any other winners on the men's side i'm trying to find another team winner um yeah texas was ranked 28th and they finished 18th according to the coaches poll Mm -hmm. butler was 30th and finished 21st I don't really know. Yeah, the top four on both sides was the what four we, expected, we thought. Yeah. And then the people surrounding them, it wasn't too far off. Yeah. All right. Losers. My favorite subject. Uh, First of all, we need to put a disclaimer. Disappointment. Disappointment. Some yeah. people can't handle the word losers. If we call them a loser, they get upset. Well, you're going to like where I go with this. Okay. What are you going to say? Room for improvement? I'm not mad. No, no, I'm no. disappointed. No, my, no, my first loser is you. And me, because we, we got destroyed yeah, in the we fantasy did. draft yes. by the chat. The chat, yeah, the yeah. chat needs to take a bow. I didn't want to put the chat in the winner category. I wanted to save it and put you and I Us in the losers. losers. Ca- okay, I'll take because we are. We got destroyed. I've done fantasy drafts for any number of sports over a bunch of years. <laughs> I've never gotten beaten this badly. They yeah. went one, two, three in the men's yeah. race, and then I thought afterwards, how did we let the chat get those three? Now we're doing men's and women's, so there was a different strategy there. Yeah. But who won the women's? They did. Yeah. <laughs> they did. We got absolutely embarrassed. And I know I could say, so I'm going to share it, though. I'm not just going to say you are the biggest loser. I'm going to say we are the biggest okay. losers. Well, are we, though? Is the real loser Colt? Because he was dead last. Colt had a strategy. He went in hard, Big 12, past, present, and, and, future. and future, too. He really invested. He loved his conference. Um, Colt, have you had a chance to to reflect on what went wrong 
on, on Saturday? I mean, it was not a good showing for the Big 12, for sure, but I got to stick to my guns. I got to continue to support the uh, the conference, you know? Okay. Respect. So, I mean, big, I mean, but they didn't do that bad because on the men's side, Oklahoma State, current member, UIU future member, yeah. go 2-3. Women, Oklahoma State was fourth. was fourth. You had a lot of Colorado runners out there as well, too. Um, but listen, no one was going to hang with the chat. Yeah. The chat was, it was over. Was after <laughs> primed to, to win this thing. What did they score when you combine the genders together? 17 or something? Yeah, if you combine it, yeah, scored 17 points. You combine the genders. <laughs> they almost perfect. Because they had one, two, three on the men's side. So. Yeah. Just again, an embarrassing show by us. Yes, they did good. So they, they get a lot of credit, but also we're the ones drafting the team. The prize was the winner gives Colt $5. So, so now you and I have how many people? Colt. No, how many people are in the chat? It was right today, now, just right uh, now, at this moment. Uh, right now, at this moment, 132. Ooh, okay, so what's what's 132 divided by five, or five divided by 132? Oh, David says he's going to take responsibility. So for we five need bucks we need we need we need everyone to Venmo Colt 3.7 cents. No, <laughs> no David said he's going to take care of it. All so right. he seems like a man of his word. So if not, we will get Colt the five bucks. Uh, Kurt says you could have just picked all Oklahoma State. Yeah, you could have just if you're yeah. going to go Big 12, just go all yeah. in one team, try to win it. Man, I did not. When you first told me that, that we got demolished. <laughs> one, two, three. It was tough. Do you want me to give you another disappointment of people who ran the race? Yes. Okay. So I think you have to say Stanford men. Objectively. Okay. Yeah. I picked them to win. I didn't think it was ridiculous. They had a really solid top three. Now, one of those top three was not 100% in, in Cole Sprout. Yeah. It sucks. Unfortunate to have uh, injury or illness or anything come up at this point of the year. Um, it stinks, but with how well with how well Hicks ran um, on Saturday and how well they had been running the whole entire year, um, I thought they'd be able to get it done. They scored one ten forty eight sixty seven sixty nine. They end up closer to fifth than they were to third. Like Wake was only nine points behind them. They have to be disappointed, and I don't think it's a bad thing to be disappointed. I think most of these teams and come out of this meet a little bit disappointed, usually because they're very competitive, and that's the whole reason why. Uh, ultimately, they're successful. Yeah, Stanford I, this year kind of reminded me of what happened to NAU in 2019. Have a great regular season, show that pure dominance is like there's no way. It's such a good top three. Yeah, it's great. They're all young too, and then they just held on to stand the podium the same way NAU held on to at least finish second because they almost finished third. Like Colorado was a few points behind them back in 2019. So big, big, great regular season, and then kind of very disappointing uh, actual race yeah. final. Yeah, and listen, I think they'll be back again. I mean, depending on who yeah. who returns, there's no reason why they'll be uh, worse. On the plus side, Hicks, first Stanford athlete, man or woman, crazy stat to win individual cross-country title. Think about all the years you've heard about Stanford, men's and women's cross-country. But that was that was the big one. On the women's side, I didn't really see much. I mean, that was the, that was the podium that we thought. We talked about some teams surprising and and moving up but i didn't really see any any like clear like oh this team came in ranked you know third or fourth or whatever and then finished outside the top um 15 so you are one of the winners though or one of the losers you're you're the winner of the loser award gordon congrats i mean there were a couple of women who we had potentially be in the mix to like challenge tui and valby for the win like kaylin mccabe finished 24th no i didn't think i didn't see that coming Aubrey Frenthway finished 32. She was like a top potential top 10. So there were a couple like names. I was like, whoa, like I thought you'd be. So, but I, that's cross country, right? 
Yeah, yeah I mean, when that, you have 10, 10 people, there's a chance two or three of them are going to have bad days, finish in the twenties, forties, or have a Jenny Simpson type moment and finish one hundred and fiftieth. Right, that's just that's cross country for you. Um, but yeah, there wasn't really any big shock on the, like the negative side. I mean, it would have been like a shock if Tui or Valby didn't run the way they ran. Mm-hmm. Like if either of those finished outside the top five, we would have been like, well, you know, it lived up to the billing. Yeah, it, it lived up to the billing, and like I said, the teams came and. And delivered there. Even a team like New Mexico, they did exactly what we thought yeah. they would do. They had the really, really tight spread, um, but their lowest score was was twenty, which was good enough to get them second, but not over the hump. Into you know, for they need they need the Wayne Kaladi thrown in, the Edna Kerr got thrown in, the Alice Wright thrown in, and then the tight pack behind it. That's what's going to get them. I have a loser. Title. I have a loser hmm. for the women. The Big Ten. How did the Big Ten do? Their best Big Ten school finished 15th. Oh, I didn't even... Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. Although, versus expectations, though, I'm looking at their rankings listed here. Yeah. Kind of measures up. It measures up, but still, no Big Ten schools mm-hmm. in the top 15. What about on the men's side? What was like the... Was there a conference that was like kind of shut out? I mean, Future well? Big 12 did well. It's called Future Big 12 did well. Go 2-3 there. Um no, it's kind of. I mean, Wisconsin did did their job. They represent yeah. Big Ten well. I'm trying to see if there's another conference. Uh, Big East. Yeah, so Big East on the men's side. I thought Villanova would run a lot better. Mm-hmm. And they finished 19th. Butler was 21, and then Georgetown was dead last. So I'd say Big East men, mm-hmm. Big Ten women, women were the disappointing conferences. Yeah, didn't have a. I mean, Pac-12 men. They go four, eight. 14, 16. I think I have that right. Again, not surprising based on how they ran in the regular season, but you expect, you know, those, there's powerhouse teams in there. There's traditional teams that you expect to, to be in the mix, top five, top 10, um, that, that weren't there. But, I mean, if you figure Oregon's going to get it going here pretty soon, Washington will probably rebound, Colorado. Like, we don't, we don't know what. Yeah, Oregon was doing ab workout in the airport well because they were yeah. on our flight that was delayed so they're they're already they're, they're already looking towards 2023 core core cannot wait core cannot wait yeah. for your your flight delay all right so winners and losers that's the cap on that yeah we done everyone's a winner though right we all everyone's everyone's a winner in our in our mind right they all tried hard there are no losers it was just a happy family you, of running you you Except lost. me i'm the loser but I'm, I'll, I'll wear the loser yeah crown okay chat's the big winner chat's big winner yeah you know how many days away we are from the 2023 national championships? 361. Something like that. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> you didn't look it up. I didn't look right, it up. Let's keep but rolling. we have the official. We'll do, do you want individual or do you want a uh, team? Either one. Let's go. Okay, we so individual. We're doing both, right? All right. So individual, the top uh, 10 rankings individually. We're going 2E1, Valby 2, Camille 3, Taylor Rowe 4, Kaylin McCabe 5, Elise Stern, six. Bailey Hertenstein, seven. Hilda, eight. Natalie Cook, nine. Olivia Markovich, ten. Markovich. Markovich. I mean, yeah. you got to move Hilda Olomomoy up. I already talked about her. You got to move her up. Yeah, but I put move Kaylee McKay back up there. got to move her up. Kaylee McKay deserves This is going to be an interesting year next year because I, I think we still have the issues with COVID eligibility. I think a lot of athletes are done with school. We also have the potential of someone just has a huge breakout outdoor season and decides not to come back. 
right? Yeah. Like after Cross last year, would you have said Abdi Hamid Nur is going to go pro? No. Probably not. But then three months later, indoors, he's king of the world. Okay. And then you're like, okay, he's, so, it's back on. Do you think Tui or Valby will be back? I, I, I think they will. I'm just allowing for that possibility that, that this – that may not be the 10 people that are on. Or there could be someone who just moves yeah. on because they've exhausted their eligibility. Well, these rankings will change over time. Yeah. So, so uh, your question is, do I, what do I agree with? I would, I, I would move Olomomoy up, but yeah, yeah. this is, I mean, this, I'm not going to argue with it. This was pretty much, yeah. we, we, we just saw this, so it's hard to pick against it. Yeah. Um, All right. Um, men? Men. Let's see. Hicks, Young, Bosley, Klinger, Jacobs, Meyer. So I think Jacob still is has this, Is this what you think, or is this just literally the top 10? No, this is what I think. Oh, 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 okay. So you put no thought, or you put thought into this. You didn't just regurgitate the finish list. No, I, okay. I looked at this year's results, last year's results, and last year's gotcha, track okay. times. Gotcha. Okay. And being a returner. Okay. I'm not sure if Dylan Jacobs is going to come back. I think he still has eligibility, though. He, could be, he has a fifth year, so we'll see. Yeah, again, similar situation. So Hicks, Young, Bosley, Klinger at four, Jacobs at five, Mayer at six. Uh, Stringos at seven, Blanks at eight, Wolf at nine, and then Kai Robinson at ten. I mean, the guy I look for to move, make a big move is Kai Robinson. Yeah, because there's another alternate universe where Kai Robinson is the guy with Hicks with Hicks up there. So I, I think I would expect Kai Robinson to to move higher up. Uh, Bill says this is like ranking football teams in August. Yeah, and they do that, so yeah. that's why Here we're we gonna go. we're gonna rank. Cross no, it'd be like teams. ranking football teams in January. Yeah, it? like the season ends yeah. and then you get right into it. Um, yeah, we just again eligibility stuff has always been difficult between the three seasons, and sometimes there's a fifth year, and there's a sixth year for medical hardship or Olympic year redshirt. There's all these other factors that go into determining eligibility that make it way less cut and dry than you think, and then you have the COVID year still impacting people. So. Teams, though. I want to talk about teams. All right, top four, start with men. So, men is more obvious. Listen, here's, here's what I said on Saturday's pod, and, and I'll repeat it here again in case you did not tune into Saturday's pod, but you should tune into Saturday's pod. I'm never picking against any of you again. Not ever. <laughs> Even if they don't qualify. They could decide that their sport is no longer varsity sanctioned. <laughs> they could have zero scholarships. If Mike Smith is still coaching the team, if it's a bunch of club runners – I'm picking NAU. Okay. That's my rule from here on out. Okay. okay. What this proved this year was that the regular season was basically irrelevant. Yeah. We always knew that, but then NAU would dominate the regular season, and we'd say, all right. It shows. It's indicative. Look, if you don't run well in Nuttycomb or pre-nationals or conference, you can't, you know, yeah. you can't get it done in the day. No. It's no. If, if your name is at NAU, you don't Yeah. <laughs> you don't win. Clearly, he's figured something out. He's cracked some sort of code. I know the recruiting is great, but... All these teams have great runners. He's got it figured out. He's got it dialed in. I'm not picking against NAU. If Nico Young goes pro, I'm not picking against NAU. If Drew Bosley goes pro, I'm not picking against NAU. If really, if one of their guys decides to study abroad in Spain next year and he was a score, not picking against any. I'm just not going to do it. He's going to figure out a way to do it again. I felt ridiculous on Saturday yeah. picking against them. By 3K, when it was those two up front, Nur, or sorry, like, uh, yep. Bosley and Young. And then I saw the team scores, and they were within one point of Stanford or BYU or Oklahoma State, whoever was started rotating. I said, what, what have I done? How did I fall <laughs> You were very upset again? that I wanted to rank NAU number one going into the year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was all based off a, a fraudulent point that I thought Colin Salmon would be. 
Yeah, the, the problem best, is, but it yeah. turned out to be Santiago Prosser was that guy. Yeah. So I was just off by a person, but yeah. I mean, again, everybody's going to bring everybody back. Can we put up? Who, who do you have as top four? Then? Can so we throw don't, this up don't, there? The don't, team. Well, just don't don't reveal the other one. You know? okay, well, don't reveal it. It's not that big of a secret. Can yeah. I say it? NAU one. You have Oklahoma State two, Stanford three, BYU four. So you have the same four teams because barely anybody loses anybody, right? That's the name of the game here. So NAU loses one guy, OSU loses one, Stanford loses nobody, BYU loses one or two. BYU has the depth. Stanford though could. I mean, if the young twins come in and are on fire. Lex and Leo Young are coming in. And they're like, yeah. We they add those two to their big three of Sprouts healthy, yeah. And then all of a sudden they have a group of five, and it's like it looks like that Wisconsin team from yeah. two thousand. What year? Which what, year? The Wisconsin team. Oh, when they were just like there's a group of five, uh, like the Mohamed. The Mohamed year, yeah. Twenty eleven. Yeah, that's when that's they, the year they won. They beat they beat Oklahoma State. Yeah. They stopped Oklahoma State's three peat. That was twenty eleven. So that could be the thing where they they stopped the NAU because they have this like. Crazy group of five, and they might, and but, they might again. Fast forward a year from now, or eleven months from now, it's like NAU hasn't won a meet all year. Everybody is. Stanford has is coming off a season where they had three guys break thirteen ten in the five k. I will be on this show staring into that camera saying NAU is going to win this thing. So yeah, but yeah, NAU. I mean, now we just can never not so, pick so, NAU. So Oklahoma State loses Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, BYU loses Garnica and Allen and Allen. But Stanford, we don't loses know. Loses nobody. Yeah, well, fair enough. we don't. Yeah, because Charles Six my Oprah. Yeah. So when you win, when you win, that's going to be the the conversation. All right, and the women's side. This one I thought was interesting. So NC State is still the heavy favorite. The thing because they Marley Starlipper didn't even run, and she was potentially going to be one of their top five. They could even throw in a Savannah Shaw, I think. Technically, might still have eligibility. I'm not sure, but they have so much riches going on there. They're going to return their top two if Tui doesn't go pro. So that's going to, they're a lock. New Mexico, they return everyone. So they're going to be a lock for second. Alabama losing Mercy Chilanga. It's going to be hard to replace that. We'll see. But Colorado, I have right now in third. Colorado finished, what time, what place did they finish? They finished 11th. Mm-hmm. But, they're going to return Bailey Hertenstein, who scored four points. Yeah. They were going to return Ella Barron, who is? Oh, Johns Hopkins Blue Jay, former. Blue Jay, former Blue Jay. She'll be in her, her senior year. She scored 25 points. And then, you know, Emily Covert, who was 86 points. She's better than that. Mm-hmm. Like, she just had a bad race. So they have a good big three that I think might be able to rocket them into podium. Then Oklahoma State, they're going to be in the mix. They obviously return Cook and Rowe. And then Notre Dame, I put on the list because you ranked five here. I ranked five because I think Notre Dame Very deserves fancy to be. Here. I love this one. Deserves to be in the mix of podium, so I put Notre Dame in there. Okay. Well, yeah, Colorado. I mean, is the Col- team. I mean, Colorado. Obviously, a lot of stuff in flux. We got news over the weekend about an investigation going on um, into the program, um, allegations against uh, the staff and the and the dietitian there, um, with former athletes speaking out about you know how the issues of, of body weight were managed. Should also mention a lot of athletes spoke. Other athletes spoke up, and I saw Joe Boshart this morning in support. You know, saying about how their experience um, wasn't um, indicative of what the what the allegations um, were that were leveled against them. So that obviously will 
have a huge impact. That's I, a, I think yeah. as well. That's one of the off the off the track, off the course sort of stories. Very true point. But I think we'll probably be able to find more out, more out about that in the next three four months. But I just think we should mention that. Um, yeah, New Mexico just feels like they're going to talk about formulas with Mike Smith. New Mexico has a formula too, right? Yeah. What's uh, their formula? It's, it's just what's the formula? Yeah. Get five people within eleven seconds of each other at the national championship. <laughs> And run. I mean, they, not to say that they've never won because they obviously have. The question is, can they get that? Can they get that low stick? You have to feel good about the rest of their pack coming along and and and, and being in a good spot. Um, it's just a matter of getting that that low number. But yeah, I agree. NC State has to go in as the the big favorite. I'm trying to see if there's any like random like transfer that's out looming potentially. I can't really find anyone. This is always a like, transfer that's looming. Like, you know, someone who's like, they're graduating, they're one do, they have one year eligibility for mm-hmm. fifth year, but they don't, they, you know, they go, you know, like, happens all the time. People, the yeah. Ivy League guys and girls, they always transfer. Yeah. Um, like, uh, what's his, Joe's notorious for getting Harvard people. And so I, I guarantee you, Maya Ramsden is going to be on the 2024. 2024, 2023? No, oh. probably the 2024 New Mexico team. <laughs> Like, it's going to happen. Like, that's just how it works. Like, they're already, they already have, they're probably on, already on the phone. That's what happens. And then, like, random. They're not literally on the phone. No. Be, okay. But then, like, ran, and then there'll be a bunch that go to Washington. Mm-hmm. Washington and New Mexico, they get all the Ivies. Mm. That's how it works. Pipeline. Uh, Kurt on the chat mentioned he was the one who said hi to you on the bus. Oh. Hey. But he said he didn't say hi to me because he just saw you. Really, it was an ego blow for me. I'm going against right yeah, You did tell me, he's like, dude, I don't, uh, why does anyone say hi to me? Why can't anybody mention me? Um, well, there was another comment in here I wanted to bring up. Oh, actually, we got an email during the show. Subject line, engineers. This is from Steve. The D3 Men's Cross Country Championship champions, MIT, are the engineers. Yes. A lot of engineering going on in Division Three. I was an engineer. But then what I was happens? a mechanical engineer. But then don't try to be an imagineer. No. Because guess what happens? You Disney doesn't call you back. <laughs> Disney loses your number. Anyway. It's a good pod. Game has started. What's the score? Well, I feel like someone would have given us an update. Is there breaking news on the score? Um, we got it. Another Zero, nil nil. Ten nil minutes in. nil. Let's get that. Get that. On the big screen. 39% chance that we win according to the win live win probability. That's it? 39? 32% the... chance we draw. Oh, I always forget about that in soccer. Yeah. Like, wait, we're not the favorite? Oh, we also got a cool, uh, a good email from Tim in Virginia that we'll read next time about uh, scoring concepts. So oh, take... I should have said that. Uh, winner, loser. Um, the tiebreaker? Tiebreaker debate. I don't know if that's a win or a loss, but it certainly was a thing we talked about. I think the tiebreaker is great. You think it's not, but you know we also have different preferences of like food. Food, yeah. Gordon is eating a lot of salad and these days yeah. a lot of fruits too. The fruits, yeah. You're like, Got some fruit bowls. Yeah, usually like if there's a side option, it's fries. Old Gordon was fries and more fries. He'd order his meal would be fries and then <laughs> side would be fries. Now he's fruit bowl, fruit bowl, salad and a little, fruit bowl on the side. Yeah, berries, yeah, it's great. <laughs> berries. All right, so we're not going to do a podcast this week. We're going to be enjoying our Thanksgivings. Yeah, we're we'll going to be with your family. I'm yeah. going to be with my friends. It's going to be a good time. And then uh, we'll be back Monday, 1230. 
Like Monday, 1230, we'll have Valencia Marathon coming up. Yep. BU. BU coming up. A lot of top teams are going there. We'll argue about the tiebreaker for most of December. (laughs) I think we can put that down on the rundown. Uh, We'll read more emails if we get them, read more comments. You know what's also going to be coming out soon? The indoor rankings. Hell yeah. Everybody's waiting. I'm ready. That's what we're going to be doing all week over Thanksgiving. Indoor rankings. I'll be up there, be like, all right. Football or Football or football? Both. Okay. Thanksgiving football, come on. Well, Black Friday, U.S. versus yeah, England. Yeah, that too. That's what you need to be watching. Yeah, but like Matthew Bowling, how many points is he going to score? Like, yeah. I'm already thinking about it. Like I can't sleep until I know if he's going to like <laughs> triple or double or what's their 4x4 four four situation look like. This yeah. is an interesting, figure it all out. interesting revelation there at the end of the pod. Uh, all right. We good? I'm great. You good? Yeah, Colt, we all good? Right. What was your high and low of NCAAs? Go, quick. Um, just the experience, not like the results. Right weather now. was low. I didn't. I just don't like freezing. Okay, out there. The high was probably. You talking about the meat? Or are you talking about the experience? The whole experience. I mean, actually, the low was the, the travel situation. Okay, that was bad. Having to spend a night in Dallas was no fun, and flying back in the morning, going headlong into my daughter's uh, sleepover birthday party with three five-year-olds at my house, in addition to my two other kids, didn't get much sleep last night. Um, the high. What was the high? The high was uh, Kurt saying hi to you on the bus. Even though I didn't know it was Kurt, I just had a feeling that's a podcast listener. There you go. And it just, Gordon's head swelled up. My head did not swell just up. Like, man, here I go. It's going to be a great day. No, I liked, uh, we got to run in Tulsa. Yeah, once. that was fun. Oh, our hotel room was weird. We had themed hotel rooms. It was like a cowboy. boutique hotel. We were on Route 66 and we had a cowboy themed room. I should have sent the video to Cole, but it had a lot of over the top. Cowboy regalia in it. Yeah, my uh, my low was the. I don't know. There wasn't much lows. Well, well that meal we had the first night was good too. Cafe was a cafe. Cafe Ole. something. Cafe Ole. Cafe Ole. Yeah, it was good. No low. I don't have a low. My uh, high positive. Low key mm-hmm. was the delay of our travel because <laughs> we spend the night in Dallas. And we watched. We ordered some pizza, and we watched the uh, Oregon, the UCLA. Oh, the end of the UCLA USC game. US, yeah. UCLA USC game. That was fun. And then you left. And then I left. And then I stayed up because I couldn't really sleep. And you watched more of the Oregon. Well, game. I watched the whole Oregon. Oregon, game. Utah, Oregon. Was crazy. But that was fun. That was good pizza. I stole the hot sauce bottle from I, downstairs. I brought it back though oh. in the morning, and I took the whole pizza box out because I felt bad. The, the trash can was so small. I didn't want someone to have to deal with it. But then the one I. Uh, the one I brought it to was also small, so then I felt bad. I had to set it outside. And this was all like 5.45 in the morning. Uh, Bill says, Lowe's Kevin and Gordon getting spanked by the chat. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun because it proved just how smart you guys are. Yeah. Which was awesome. And the reason why you're smart is because we educate you. No, that's not it So we're all. your they, true that's, teachers. That, I don't believe that. Just for the record, I don't believe anything he says. All right. Thanks to Colt for producing. Have a great week. Everybody will be back uh, next Monday, 1230 p.m. Central Time live on the FlowTrack YouTube page. You can get it archived on the site or on YouTube or the audio version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Some good viewers.